Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broncos live coming to you from the DNVR bar here on the corner of Colfax and York in beautiful downtown Denver, Colorado. And we have a very special show. James Palmer, also I known. I applauded myself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Well, also, I didn't think you'd do it, so I did it. Oh, well, uh, uh, yeah. I'm glad you reminded me. Yeah, I almost yeah, forgot. appreciate it. Um, James Palmer, a.k.a. Jimmy Palm Trees uh, mm, yeah. in studio. That's, like what, that. that's, how they, that's what they call you in the chat. Oh, really? Yeah. That was all started by Kay Adams on oh. Good Morning Football. Huh. I That's thought we started, started that. No, no, well, I don't know. Maybe, you got, maybe everybody Two thinks they started. Two separate origin stories. It was when I was living in Tampa during COVID when they sent me down there to live in this old lady's house. Uh, she wasn't there, but it was an Airbnb. But it was an elderly woman's <laughs> yeah, house during COVID when Brady joined the Bucks, And we're like, well, somebody's got to be there every day. Tom Brady just got traded, you know, just signed as a free agent. And so I lived in Tampa for like 37 days. And wow. so I was on Good Morning Football like every day from Tampa. And Kay started calling me Jimmy Palm Trees every single day forever. <laughs> now, it's kind of like half blended into Good Morning Football now that she's gone. Like okay. half the people on there are like, hey, we got Jimmy Palm Trees. Oh, like, oh, should we do that? We're still doing a bit. So like, we'll see if it keeps on on that show. I don't know. But maybe it'll, uh, it'll find new life. Well, that's Here. what I was gonna say. Is I, I, I think we just said that at the combine, yeah. and I don't. I mean, maybe it was like implanted into yeah, my brain. Yeah, I mean, everybody. By, like, by K. K subliminal mm-hmm. into everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> definitely. Exactly. Well, this is exciting because this might, as you said on Twitter, just become a thing. This might be a thing, guys. We might see might uh, Jimmy Palm Trees in that chair a lot this season, and this we're super excited about it. I know. Let's just hope my travel is like limited. And you know what would mean yes. for my travel to be limited? <laughs> the Broncos to be relevant. Yes. yes. So that'd be 
I could get a groove in here. You know I, what I mean? Like yeah. a good groove. I mean, the Broncos are always interesting. I, I've sent a note into your people mm -hmm. at NFL Network just reminding them. They always, it's always interesting. They were I, interesting in their own way last year. Very much so. Yeah, I, I covered them a ton at the very beginning, and I covered them a ton <laughs> at the very end. Yeah. Like that was what we did because uh, we covered the biggest storylines. I will say this. Back Together Saturday is like the start of training mm -hmm. camp on NFL Network, right? We're at, mm -hmm. I think we try to find a way to get to every single team on Saturday. Wow. And I'm here Ooh, on the 29th good to time. start. And then I jump out. I think I go to Houston on the 30th the next day. That night I go out, got to see CJ Stroud the next mm. day. But I'm starting here so with Sean Payton. In college football, we call it like a recruiting footprint. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're a lot in Denver, Houston, KC. What else? Okay, so last year I spent most of my time. So everybody, it's so funny. When they schedule me, they're like, oh, James, you spend most of your time here and here. And then like the season happens and I'm with like five other new teams. Mm. I spent a ton of time in Cleveland last year because I was assigned the whole Deshaun return and was there for like the first several weeks of Deshaun Watson's return. I did more Eagles games than any other team uh, last year. Wow. Obviously did a lot of Chiefs games, um, did a lot of Cincy games. It looks like Eagles and whoever's playing really well in the AFC. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd say, huh. and I did some Jags games too, and they were getting like hot on the second half of the year. So it's like Eagles, maybe because I'm from Philly, yep. um, mm -hmm. and they're just a super fun team to cover, and the hottest teams in the AFC. That's where we're at. So yesterday we were talking about the ceiling for the Broncos offensive line. And mm. I said, I think the Eagles have the one spot. Like they have a good handle on it. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Oh, they got a handle on it. Like yeah. big time. Even like, with the loss of Sayomalo? Yeah, I think so. Because, well, it's funny. A lot of people are just penciling in. The Eagles do something really interesting that teams, when they're playing well, can do. They draft players in positions where they already have Pro Bowl talent. Mm -hmm. And they have the luxury to do that. And I think when you have that luxury, your your organization consistently remains good. Because mm -hmm. why? That guy's in a room, that rookie, yep. with those all pros and Pro Bowlers every day. So they draft Cam Jurgens as a mm -hmm. center, who was one of the best centers in football. Actually, Jason Kelsey played a role in getting him drafted to the Eagles. He was Kelsey's wow. pick saying he watched a ton of film on him, was like, you should draft this guy. We know that Kels has been like considering retiring multiple years. But anyway, Cam Jurgens has been sitting there with him, and I've talked to Cam. Like He's a really, really good center. There's a chance they can just slide him into guard and mm. play the guard spot. It's not like locked in. Yeah. But if you have one position where you're kind of like, well, let's see, we got a position battle here, and the other ones are like all pro bowlers and all pros, I think you're in a decent spot. Um, that O line is incredible. So then, where can the Broncos get? Could they get? Could they get to two? Could they get to three? In in the best case scenario. Well, what I love about the Broncos O line and their the optimism out of the building on that position group is like, like they're trying to not be overly excited. They're not telling anybody about it, but like the excitement on the O line is huge in the building, and it's because like. I think they want to be a run-first team. I don't know if this is a great pass-blocking offensive line. Philly can do both. Like, and yep. Jalen helps you do that because every defense is on their heels yes. in a sense. They gotta, you know, you gotta respect the read option, mm -hmm. even when it's not a. It's so funny. I remember talking to Sirianni about this, and he's like, "Dude, even when it's not a read option, they're like." respecting Jalen to keep it if it's just a regular run play like because mm -hmm. you have to right. so everybody's kind of like not coming down at you so that helps them in the run game and the pass game my point is like I think Broncos have a really good run offensive line mm. 
they'll look great <clears throat> if they run it a lot. If they're stuck in passing situations consistently, like we'll see. I think there's more of a question mark there than as this offensive line is a run group. The other part is, can they stay healthy? Like, yeah. obviously, there's some new faces in there, um, and I two two really interesting players. Um, I just think Sean's mentality towards the group is different than anywhere else in the league. Like, I remember Ben Power saying this, and I asked him about it. Like, it was a big reason why he came here, because Sean cares about guards. Nobody cares about guards in this league like Sean Payton. It's really interesting the way he values that position. You saw him the way he did it in New Orleans. But, like, I remember talking to Baldy about this, and he was like, dude, his, his love affair with guards is real. That's why Ben Powers came. Mm. And I think Quinn Miners is like one of the sleepers on this team to have like a really, really good year. Yeah. I'm we curious. Love Quinn so, on yes, do you sure. love Quinn Miners yeah. on the oh, show? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Are you upset that like he's not embracing like the belly thing anymore? He he turned around a little he's bit. He's back last again? Year. Yeah. I talked to him in the middle of the <laughs> flip season. Flip flop, flip flop. <laughs> yeah, snip, snap, snip, snap. I asked him about it. And he said, well, now everybody, whenever they talk about me, it's just the belly. And I just want, I don't know, the, the hype kind of like overplayed like okay. what, mm. what I wanted to be. And then he was like, I, I kind of like it again. Well, and there was even the run last year. I think Melvin scored a touchdown, mm -hmm. and he ran in the end zone, pulled the shirt up, and was like yeah. banging on. So I think the belly's so back. Great. The belly. I'd love for the belly to be back. Yeah. I'd love for him to like. I'm playing great now. Bam! Let's hit the marketing system. Let's go. Yeah. Reach but out to DMVR. Make a t-shirt. Yeah, let's make t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it would be like the t-shirt has the belly. Or you just like cut out the belly, what, like, a, like a Halloween shirt that has a built-in latex belly. In no, it? I was thinking oh, like the yeah. one like, like Superman costume. I don't know about yeah. your I don't know about your cost uh, like situation with that, <laughs> like the, how much it costs yeah. to produce those and what you could sell them no, for. I was thinking, you know, like the bikini bod shirts, where yeah. like you know, it's oh, the yeah. opposite of that. Okay, so it just has yeah. like a belly on it. Yeah. Opposite wow. of that, I think everyone wants to look like that when they put their clothes on. Yeah, we need to get Quinn in here so that the line confidence like of that draw it yeah. in person, or like outline yeah. it. get all the details. Yeah, <laughs> I dig it. Um, oh, my arm. What was I just gonna say? I, yeah, over sometimes the move. Uh, under, I'm an under guy. Uh, he does go under. Are you go under? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyways, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Over time. Uh, speaking of like the belly, it kind of reminds me of this interesting effect that's going on in in the broncos organization right now where like everyone's a little afraid of sean payton mm -hmm. and like i wonder if he's just like oh that's probably not something coach would like like you know i'll just keep that on the down low because everyone is just like wanting his approval not wanting to piss him off like he doesn't want anyone being loud he doesn't want anyone you know doing podcasts and all this media stuff it's a really interesting dynamic going on yeah I wasn't going to say this, but I think I will say it. The other day, I texted a player that I know, and then my text turned green. And I was like, what happens when your text goes from blue to green? <laughs> Looked it up. Oh, this person most likely blocked you on iMessage. <laughs> <laughs> or got a new number. <laughs> no, no, no. I, don't, I think it was blue for a while. So, like, okay. if they oh. got a new number, it oh. would have turned green like that. <laughs> yep. It was blue for like a few minutes, Damn. and then it turned green. And Ooh. I was in my head, I was like, I think this is Sean Payton. Like, well, it's not Sean Payton's number, yeah. but yeah. I think this is a Sean Payton effect of like, no, no, no. I've been told laser focus in the off season. Yes, let's keep our eye on one thing. And I'm almost kind of certain that's what it was. And you know what? I wasn't offended. Yeah, I wasn't offended yep. at all because I was like, all right, well, this this kind of actually shows me a little bit of a mindset that mm -hmm. is within this locker room right now. How boisterous. Was that a word, right? Boisterous. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I don't speak for a living. <laughs> um, 
was this group last offseason. Yeah. I mean, oh. from head coach on down. There was a lot of videos. confidence. The whole coaching search they, they filmed and turned into a documentary. I mean, even which us, you know, we were boisterous. Everybody oh, was. Oh, I yeah. was. I mean, everybody was. And everybody was excited. And I, this is just the exact opposite. And Sean is extremely calculated. And this is for a reason. And, again, back to that exchange like a few days ago. Well, it wasn't an exchange because there was no response. But <laughs> it was a really, like, to me, it hit me like, no, 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 this group is, like, locked in, and Sean has already made that impact. Mm -hmm. it's, it's serious. I don't know if I've ever seen NFL players react this way to a coach. Like, legitimately. Well, you haven't been in New England a whole lot. Well, no. Because <laughs> no, I spent I a lot of time there. But but I just mean a new coach comes in and everyone's like sitting up in their chair, making sure their shirts straight, like getting their hair right, just like wanting to make sure they're on their P's and Q's at all times. It's like Dion. Yeah. It's like when Dion got to see you. I don't know who Dion is. It's like when Coach Prime. Thank you. Thank when you. Coach Prime <laughs> got to see you and had like the whole speech, like we don't we don't wear hats in meetings. Yep. And Jake Wiley just like pulls off his hat. He was like yeah. in the back and just sets it down. Yeah. Everything's filled. But it's not like. Players don't listen to coaches like they do. Yes. But some mm -hmm. coaches just have an extra like eh, to yes. it. And I think Sean definitely has that. Mm -hmm. Some coaches do it differently. Like I remember and it's interesting how they work. Here's a great like story about it. Like I remember Talib telling me once like Bill Belichick is his favorite. He's like he's like Bill is like my favorite coach. And I was like, <laughs> well, of course, he's like the greatest coach ever. Lieb. Like, of course, he's <laughs> like, nah, man, let you wear slippers to meetings. And I was like, what? what? He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like his point was, after we talked about it, was like, Bill understands players so well. I'll let you do this, this. Mm -hmm. But when I'm talking or I'm doing this, like, there is no debate. Like, right. you get these little things, he will tear a player down in front of the entire group. He used to rip the shit out of Tom Brady in the front of meetings. Yep. And then turn back around, whoever the player is, bring him into his, into his office privately build him back up, talk to him like a sane human being and be like, that's why you did this, this, and this, and this is where you should. Mm -hmm. And then like the relationship between the player and coach is a little bit different in every building. That's Bill's kind of relationship. But how he did that and the way he worked with letting guys kind of wear what they want to a meeting, but the minute you slip up, like certain things are no longer negotiable. Sean has that in a sense to where like there's just so much respect from the jump that the way he says it and what he wants you to do, you're just like, yeah, because he's one of the best in the world at this. Yeah. I'm going to follow it. And it's the way Sean kind of carries himself. Well, and, and especially for this team. That, yeah. I mean, they Justin Simmons, it. how long has he been in the NFL? He's never played in a playoff game. Yep. Yeah. And that's true of most of this roster. Like, they're yeah. so desperate to win that if Sean Payton can make them win, they'll do whatever he says. Exactly. There's few guys in this, ro in this, in this room that have, like, really experienced what a winning culture is. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, Mike McGlinchey has. Mm -hmm. Um I think the the room that, that Harbaugh has is really, really good. So Ben Powers probably has. And maybe that, that was part of the reason of bringing him in. Like, th these guys know what lock, what a good locker room is, Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. Russ obviously has. Y you hear a lot of things about the Broncos constantly, and um, NFL Network isn't always like, hey, tell us about Damari Mathis or Caden Stearns or whoever. Um, I'm curious just kind of what's been – 
what's been you know popping up on your phone uh, this off season that maybe hasn't made the NFL Network uh, airwaves that's very relevant mm. to our listeners? Maybe we'll call this uh, palm readings. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, like Karnak. That's too old of a reference. <laughs> um, totally missed actually, it. Yeah. <laughs> this is Johnny Carson. Um, you know, it's funny because I did a whole thing on Caden Stearns on Good Morning Football because mm. they asked me the same question. They're like, what ends up happening? And I, I Damn, maybe think, I'm not giving NFL Net enough credit for or the Or just die-hards. enough eyeballs, bro, apparently. <laughs> I did a thing on Good Morning Football about a player to, uh, that Denver has that nobody knows or doesn't talk about, and I talked about Caden Stearns. Mm. I think his football IQ compared to his versatility on the backside, he's going to be more important to this defense than probably the casual Broncos fan thinks heading into this year. You're like, well, Kareem's back. He's a big hitter. Justin's great. You know, we got Pat Sertan. Damar Mathis, I think, is actually a pretty decent player. They Mm -hmm. liked – this is a weird thing to say. This is kind of like a Pat Shermer, like, practice and completions thing. They liked (laughs) his mistakes, if that makes sense, if you can read between the lines in that sense. Like, I get why he did that, Mm -hmm. and I know he can fix that. Like that's type, they're fixable mistakes in a sense. Right. Um, I think Caden's going to be way more important than than people think. I, I think that's that's actually an aspect of this defense. I'm really really curious how it ends up playing out on the backside. Well, because there's some questions on those. Well, actually, on all three levels of the defense, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, famously, Zach, who is on his honeymoon right now. I saw he got married. Yes. yes. Wow. Yes. Um, the only guy I know that could get married and then also be tweeting what we learned about. No, the I was going to say the piece on top of the cake as well, but oh, <laughs> no. oh. oh, he's not even here to defend himself. Well, I know. That's why That's I did it. Oh. Well, he's so happy right now. He'd think it was great. Yeah. He he's probably in like Maldives or something. Is that where they went? I don't know. Israel. 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 That's. Yeah. I saw that they were there. Like, one, I feel like they're going to go to a bunch of places. And it turns out, I think we have one Jewish employee who said, like, Zach, where are you going for your honeymoon? And he was like, Israel. And he was like, oh, no way. Are you Jewish? And he was like, no. I just <laughs> wanted to go to Israel. I've been to Israel. Been to it's sick. Israel is beautiful. But it's pretty heavy. Yeah? Right? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a heavy spot to go for your honeymoon. I, I feel like they're probably zigzagging. Yeah. I wonder. We'll have okay. to ask him about it. Anyways. Anyways. Tell us. Um, what was I saying about Zach? Oh, he famously uh, asked Kareem Jackson last year. Do oh, yeah. you still see yourself as a three-down safety? And I think Cream's response was, "That's the dumbest question I've ever heard." Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, good old Jack. I wonder if Cream is going to have to come to terms uh, with with that this year that he may no longer be a three-down safety. I'm not saying it means Cream leaves the field. Okay, I'm saying there could be a lot of three moving and shaking two. back there in terms mm-hmm. of three safety. Like, wh- they what, did- what's your goal, right? To put your best eleven on the field. Yep. yep. What if Caden Stearns is better than your third option at corner and nickel? Uh, which I would not be surprised about like, because he's just become so versatile. Like he exactly. comes out as a free safety yeah. and then plays in that Fangio defense where he's up in the box, then he's out exactly. playing free safety and up and back. And then early on, he's playing in the dime for Kareem, so he's playing linebacker. Mm-hmm. He can he can definitely do that corner stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and you have to remember who's the DC now, DC now right? Yep. yep. VJ, like... <clears throat> I don't think people, and it's weird, but I don't think people understand the job he did in Arizona um, with a defense of personnel that he was given. Like, yeah. talk about versatility. There was mm-hmm. almost too many positionless players right, right. to be like, well, I don't really know where to put this guy. <laughs> he's been told, like, he's so versatile. Like, I, I don't even know if he's 
like a B at any of them. Like, right, and, right. But my point is, he had he was forced into that in Arizona, into finding ways to move guys around in different positions mm-hmm. uh, and cover you know your defense in a variety of ways. You can do that now with the way Cream plays, Caden yep. plays, and Jack can play. Yeah. Um, I mean, and uh, and Justin can play. So now you have the ability that like all three could have potentially lined up in the box if you wanted Definitely. one. I mean, in, on any given down, if you wanted one. Yeah. So now you have the ability to kind of mix things up, and I, it's like, all right, well then maybe he's on the field more than say a third corner. I like that. I like that. I also mm-hmm. think he could move Kareem off the field a little okay. bit. Okay. You didn't like Kareem's performance last year. No, I thought he was fine. I thought he was fine. Um, like even maybe better than fine, um, mm-hmm. but. The clock only keeps ticking. And know? there were points where there were mistakes. There's yeah. like the post where you can struggle yeah. making up ground at the end of the play. Corners. Corners, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Okay. All right, well, what's who's someone who hasn't gotten a feature on NFL I'm trying, to think, yeah, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> who else um, has gotten some... Who else, is, uh, who else have I heard is... I mean, most of my discussions lately have been about Javante with yeah. people yeah. Um, in the building, just kind of asking about how he's you know coming along because I think that's just beyond important it was funny i was doing yesterday on nfl network we did most important jets player outside of aaron Rodgers to the team this year Brees hall okay. Brees hall mm-hmm. was on the show with us and he picked himself good rightfully Smart. so yeah yep. um i didn't go with sauce i thought of makai Beckton just because mm-hmm. protecting yep. aaron is huge you got a 38 year old dwayne brown playing tackle uh who i love dwayne but um protecting i i went with garrett wilson just because i know we think that receiver room's deep um it's just a lot of names we know yeah like mccall hardman and randall cobb right and, right and now like, nobody can do what garrett wilson can do so my point was i was texting with a couple of coaches just asking them like hey i want to sound smart on NFL network today what uh who's the most important jets player outside of aaron <laughs> Rodgers? and they're getting them and they know i live in denver and they're like all right dude Who's the most important Broncos player outside of Russell Wilson? Mm. And I was like, Javante Williams? Like, I think that's probably the right mm-hmm. answer. Yeah. 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 Right? Well, and you were talking about it. They built an offensive line to run the ball. Yeah. Yep. In my they only have one number one running back on the roster. Mm-hmm. And he's coming off a nasty knee injury. Much more than the ACL. That yes. I don't understand. I don't understand how it's possible that he could be ready for a training camp. Like, was did a miracle happen somewhere in here? Yeah. I was told that he has been working his ass off. Like, it's been something that has impressed this new coaching staff beyond belief. Like, they are like, this dude is on a mission now. Like, they are, I've been told that by a couple of people. And so I started believing it, honestly, during the draft. When I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is a deep running back draft. If you had any questions about Javante, you could have picked somebody in those middle rounds mm-hmm. yep. they didn't have a ton of picks yes <coughs> but you could have picked a back yep. and they didn't dalvin cook situation same yeah. sort of thing i think you got to wait on the running back now listen i think they're going to wait through training camp to see how javante moves my understanding is i don't think the speed's entirely there yet like back um i think you wait you see the running back market is not going to be set uh let's 13th the 17th, we're going to finally get some idea on some numbers because that's when the franchise tag mm. deadline hits. That's when we'll find out if Saquon Barkley or if Josh Jacobs end up signing a contract, right, mm-hmm. outside of playing on the tag. They sign a deal, then Dalvin knows his number, then who else is out there? 
Kareem Hunt knows his number. Yep. Zeke. Zeke knows his number. I think everybody's just waiting for that 17th to hit, and then you have an idea. I think the Broncos might have an option on a veteran back towards the end of camp. And it's funny because that type of thing is always like, oh, you're going to add in camp that's really going to change your roster. <laughs> Who'd Philly add in camp last year and they went to the Super Bowl? Like, CJ Garner Johnson landed there yeah, like right. a few weeks before the start of the season. It's crazy. Yeah. Right? Like you can add a piece that can be really important there. Like, say Kareem Hunt comes here like two weeks before the season. Because I'm a little concerned personally. Like it's it's Javante and Samaje P. Ryan. And lottery tickets. Yeah. And like and and a lot of let's see. Yep. Is that concern you guys at Con- all? Concerns in me a, a team lot. that just wants to run the ball. <clears throat> and that's why I've been so flabbergasted by this whole Javante Williams situation because if there was another plan in place, I could understand them overhyping his health. Mm-hmm. But like you mentioned, the fact they didn't draft anyone, the fact that they just have Samaj. Have they not been optimistic? They're They've clearly optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. But like this is an injury that took J.K. Dobbins 18 months. He came back and then had to go right back off the field. Like we're talking about nine months right now to the start of training camp. I I don't understand it. Uh, and I'm just crossing my fingers that they're right. Because mm-hmm. I'm highly concerned about just turning and saying, All right, well, I guess it didn't work out. Samaj Piran, you're our back, and like we're giving you twenty two carries a game. Has he ever had 22 carries in a game? Probably not. Probably, maybe a couple times. Yeah. Not well, there was a handful of games last year. I think I did one of them. I think he had Where Joe Mixon was out. Yep. Um, and they really relied on Samaj P. Ryan. And they really, really, they really liked him in Cincinnati. Like, mm-hmm. really liked him in Cincinnati. Um, I just think, like, to me, watching him cut in OTAs and minicamp. Definitely. In routes was the biggest telltale sign to me. I'm like, this dude trusts his knee, not just physically, like mentally enough in May, trusts cutting on his knee in, I don't care if he's the only one out there, he's running a route, mm-hmm. cutting off of that knee. To me, was like, all right, he's pretty confident. Like, and I guess the Broncos are pretty confident too. Obviously, they're going to evaluate throughout all of camp, but I wouldn't be surprised if they added somebody towards the end of camp because the running back market's not even close to being set yet. Once everybody starts knowing their numbers, mm-hmm. then GMs start knowing the numbers, yep. and then they know. So what do what do the Palm readings tell you? Will he be on the field for for uh, game one? Look at look point? how fast Yaya put wow! that together. <laughs> <laughs> what a tiny head or a huge hand? I don't know which one. Which one to be back on that? Yeah, there's a lot of paleness going on in there. I, I don't know if I usually look that pale. Um, it's probably the weather here in Denver. I've been outside mm-hmm. enough. Um, week one. First carry of the game, Javante Williams? I'm going to say yeah. Wow. I'm going to say yeah. And I'm only saying that because that's kind of been the optimism with everybody involved. Yeah. This is if there's no setback. There's nothing right. happens mm-hmm. in camp. Um, it's very much a we're going plan A situation. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, we're yeah. But I do think like there are backs out there. And I think yeah. the, um, the thing we have to remember is the devaluization of this position mm-hmm. actually plays into the Broncos favor yep. mm-hmm. right now um, in terms of maybe potential veteran options at the end of camp. One thing that never loses value is a Saturday neon sign. Wow. Um, they're the best. They're the best. We have one actually right over there, a buffs one. Um, we have two more in the hmm. bar. 
best neon signs around, uh, especially because it was started by two CU grads. Um, but it's not just CU. I bet you they have a sick Ohio State do neon they? sign for your man cave. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Actually, I guarantee they do. Hank, really? pull it up. Yep. Uh, show it to them. Uh, Saturday neon signs are sweet. They come with everything you need to hang them. Uh, and they will definitely finish off your man, your man cave, your she shed. Um, yeah, that's a thing. Um, uh oh, did I make a bad guarantee? Uh, I think you might have. All right, that's well, pretty crazy. Ohio Ohio State's, got a bunch of the other big ones. Ohio State's the clearly being alumni too, bases in they're being the world. Too stingy <laughs> with their rights? licensing rights. Okay. Loosen up. Call your people. I'll call. I'll um, talk to the anyways, dean. Saturday the neon. President. Tons of awesome signs. Hey, look, We're on the. The DMVR bar sign. Yeah, they use ours so, as an ad. Check them out uh, and use the code DMVR for 10% off your order, which I know. is going to be is great. A good one. Plus free shipping. That's a good one. Oh, and also uh, check out Bet365. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't jumped on that yet, you definitely should because they've got an, a bunch of awesome promotions. So actually at Zach's wedding, I was sitting next to... A pretty serious better. Like he bets a lot. He uses all the different apps and all that sort of stuff. And he explained what makes Bet365 so great. Oh. And they have a bunch of early wins. So occasionally you see it on other sports books where it's like if you click this, it'll be you, you know, your team goes up by 10 points, you automatically win. They don't have to actually hold on and win. It applies to every bet for Bet365. So, for example, for baseball bets, if your team goes up by five runs, you get the instant payout. There's no opting in. It's just every single time. He brought up a, I think it was the Phillies and the Reds. Maybe it was the Phillies and the Cubs a couple weeks ago. Oh, I just like the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, do you remember <laughs> them winning seven to five when they were down five zero? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, but that's one of the awesome perks with Bet365. They live stream 780,000 events a year. They've got 80 million users. They're a proud partner of the Colorado Rockies, whom we love. And... Uh, Definitely go sign up and definitely use the code Denver or DNVR365 when you sign up because you'll get $200 in bonus bets if you deposit $10. All you got to do you just make that first $1 bet and you'll get that $200 in your account. Got to be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. Uh, please gamble responsibly. And if you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. There you go. All right. So... Oh, oh, there oh, you go. Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> we sent him to the tanning bed. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. All right. Um, so we talked about this before the show. First of all, we got to get to 100 thumbs up. Uh, James actually told me if, if we don't get 100 thumbs up on the show on YouTube, he's not coming back. Nope. Uh, so one time thing. We need you, we need your guys' help. <laughs> we we got to get to 100 likes. Um, but we want to set the top five reasons to be excited about the Denver Broncos this season. Um, and I figured we can do it as a team here. We'll mm -hmm. kind of let James guide us a little bit, and then we can, you know, have some tiebreakers if we need to uh, to reset the uh, the lineup. Do we want to go? Okay. It's probably going to be hard to go five to one just mentally. Yeah. yeah. So should we just start with one? Let's start with one. Sean Payton. Yep, Sean Payton. Okay. Do we want to get more specific with that? Sean Payton is the Broncos coach. <laughs> That's a That's dynamite good. drop in right That's there, Monty. This is, by the um, way, our bet 365 top five of the week. Yes. So, yeah, we can dive into it deeper because I don't know if people understand. Like, Sean's reputation around the league is he is literally, people misuse that word, but this is true, mm -hmm. the best on the field teacher of football mm. in the NFL. 
I don't think we've ever said that on the show before. No, like, we haven't. His ability to teach the game of football is second to none. Wow. Like, it's one of the reasons why, like, if you ask players that have played for him in New Orleans, and it's like, it, all week in practice, it was like, no, I want it like this, and if you look here, then this will be open, and then if this guy goes here, it's here, and then everything he says happens on Sunday. Like, and players are almost, like, blown away by it. Like, wow, that everything he told me that would happen and showed me how to do it happened on Sunday. Yeah. Like, so his ability to teach on the field is really unmatched. That, to me alone, not the reputation, uh, mm -hmm. not that he's a Super Bowl winning head coach. Um, I just think his ability to teach the game after what happened here, and I, I do think there's talent on this team, mm -hmm. yeah. is the biggest gain of Sean Payton. That's huge. <clears throat> it actually reminds me, it's funny, because these two guys are nothing alike, but that you know, knowing what's going to happen type of thing. Uh, reminds me of a story DJ Williams told me about Josh McDaniels. And he was essentially trying to explain how Josh McDaniels was so smart, but he was just such a dick that it, <laughs> it didn't matter. Um, but he was like, dude, this guy was telling me shit on Tuesday. And he would be like, okay, if you see this alignment, I don't even care. Just turn around and run to 20 yards. And he was like, lo and behold, during the game, I see the alignment. I just, the ball snaps. I turn around, I start running 20 yards. Ball hits me in the back of the helmet on my way there. Like he's like, I couldn't believe it, but he couldn't bring a team together. No one liked him, and so it didn't matter. Now, Sean, I, I mean, uh, uh, Josh is a like football savant. Like I don't think he has an interest in the world outside of football. Like it's almost like wild. But the point, I love that point because the difference is Sean is such a great teacher of it like the who what when how why of it is also explained to you outside of i don't know why i was supposed to go 20 yards yeah. but i went sean will give you every angle about why he is teaching it to you i mean it's why justin simmons who's an unbelievably smart player just said on i think espn radio like yesterday like if he was to describe this offseason in one word it was educational mm. Like, that's his difference from any other coach he's ever played for. And that's a direct example of what I'm talking about. So I think that's why it's it, – when you understand – when you're learning anything, the who, what, when, how, why of it, added in to it is such a greater um, – it just drives the point home. And I mm -hmm. think that's what makes Sean so unbelievable at it on the field. You don't need to be told every time. No. Because you can just see it yourself if you When you, you learn something why. once, like, it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yep. you're not repeatedly telling these guys, like – it's, it is embedded into their brain about why they're doing certain things. My math teachers used to hate it when I would ask them to be like, when would I ever use this in real life? <laughs> but it's easier for a football coach to be like, you're going to use this on Sunday. Or you're not going to make any money for yes, your family. Yeah. Exactly. And, that, and that's just the teaching part. Like yeah. there's so much that goes along with that. Yeah, and we're not going to, he's teaching like an unbelievably good scheme yep. and one that he has an identity to this team. And I think that's the second thing after the educational part to me and Sean is now this offense has an identity. It changed every week. Yeah. I mean, it was like nauseating to the coaching staff the way it was like, what are we going to change this week? Like, I don't even know what we are as an offense. Mm -hmm. Who, where do I go? What do I know? What's my name? I don't know. Like it was so <laughs> like frustrating for everybody. The identity of the offense has already been given and that's not going to change throughout the entire year. Yeah. I think that's mm -hmm. important as well. And then you have the in-game decision-making. 
Oh, you know, you're no more of those 64-yard game-winning field goals, oh. hopefully. <laughs> you, you, you'd prefer at least. But I went back and watched, I think NFL Films did like a 10-minute feature on the onside kick in the Super Bowl. And so it goes through the whole thing. He, he calls the play at halftime. Everybody gets excited about it. Reggie Bush says, no, it's a terrible idea. Why are we doing that? But everybody else is really excited about it. But then they get out on the field, and he realizes that they're going to kick the ball toward the Colts' sideline. He's like, well, no, we got to do this next to our sideline so that we can campaign with the refs. Mm-hmm. And so he runs up to Genius. the ref and says, actually, want to go this way, just right before the kickoff. So they flip everything around, goes and kicks it to the sideline. There's like a five-minute scrum for the ball, and Sean's just in there yelling, like, we got to get this. You saw we got it. Like, you know we got this. Like, it's just those little details that oh, wow. were not here last year. That's crazy. Also, Colts should have known something was up when they switched. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hmm, they're going the wrong way. Yeah, what's going what, on what here? is happening here? Oh, man. Um, okay, number so two? number one is easy. Number two to me is really interesting. And my personal answer is still related to number one. But I want to hear what you say first. What's the number two reason? Number two reason to be excited about the Broncos. This is going to be awesome. Russ can't play any worse. Okay. That's a good one. That's like the number one I'm thing that I'm told, like I, I have a discussion with, with people at barbecues around town. Oh my God. Is like, they come up to me. They're like, well, James, how do they look? I'm like, I don't know. They're in shorts. Sean's a good coach. <laughs> They'll be fine. And then the response from everyone from like my mother-in-law mm-hmm. to like the most diehard Broncos fan is, well, Russ can't play any worse. Yep. yep. So it's gotta be better. Yep. And to me, number two, and why I asked if we wanted to be more specific about number one, was number two is Sean Payton's influence on Russell Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, That's and, fine. And, and That's so the it, same thing, actually. But it, yeah. it, it falls into this category for sure. And it's true. There's no way Russell Wilson would be a worse quarterback with Sean Payton as his no. coach than he was with Nathaniel Hackett as his coach. So it's uh, it's funny to put this at number two just because it's also the number one reason to be concerned about the Broncos is Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, I think it's in the right spot. Yep. It is. And also because like, look at the, look at the guy we have right there. Number two. Yep. He that defense played really well last year. And I think you look at like the stats and like, they're not as awesome as they were a couple of years mm-hmm. before or whatever. They were also put in like ridiculous situations repeatedly throughout the season because of the offense. Yep. Yep. So like, even if they play better and the head coach is smarter in sense of position game and all of these different things and the turnovers are cut down, um, all of that. Because what did they finish in uh, turnovers last year? They were up there. They had weirdly 26th. low fumbles. 26th. Really? 26th I know, in turnovers. Like, I think fumbles, they were like dead last. Yeah. They, they weren't forcing any. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about as an offense. Oh, as the offense. Okay. They're 26th in, in turnovers. Like, yeah. even if you cut that in half and you jump to like, you know, you say you just jump up to like, 14th this mm-hmm. defense is already better and yes. that's russ not playing as bad <laughs> mm-hmm. with sean payton that actually makes a very good defense like not repeatedly hit the field after three and out three and out three and out three and out and they're exhausted um i don't know if people do people understand how like tiresome that is like oh you're like God. man well they'll just get another stop and it's like man, they barely caught their breath yep. and it's not even that it's like the amount of discussion that goes on during an offensive drive for a defense going, I saw this, or that when you got smart players like Kareem Jackson or Justin Simmons going, they're doing this, let's change it. You don't have time to make your changes. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've just, seen, like, you can imagine, like, the highlight right now of them on the sidelines, and they're, like, talking or whatever and having that exact conversation, and they hear the crowd, 
they look at this and there's a turnover and they all go grab their helmets run back yeah (laughs) you know exactly you're like oh okay Uh, like no changes we got to go out with the same stuff we went out on the previous drive yep Mm -hmm. and so i think that just that helps the entire team yep sean making russ better it's gonna be crazy if like the bronc like russell wilson starts a game like three of three just like three easy passes. You're going to be like standing ovation. And you're just like, wow, let's go. <laughs> like, you know, there were so many games last year where it was like, okay, let's start the game with a big, wide, you know, play action, deep bomb, oh, sack. And you're just like, okay, well, this is what it's going to be like today. And I feel like Sean Payton is just going to set Russell Wilson up for success in so many different ways. And he's just going to be like, okay, well, they're going to come out in this. They always do. Let's just mm-hmm. hit a quick, easy five-yard hook to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he had. I think a strength of Sean's is recognizing Russ's weaknesses. I don't know if that happened last year because I think there was almost too much fanfare and excitement to like. I can't believe what we're gonna do. Like yep. this is gonna be awesome. We're gonna be like, and you didn't really check it and look in the mirror and go like, wait, Russ can't do that. No, and it's fine to say a quarterback can't do that, right? Like, it's it's okay. One of the things like he didn't do was make checks at the line. Like it's not a rush strength. I didn't know. Uh, to your point, I was just like ten year veteran Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. one of the win- winning or the winningest guy through ten years in the in NFL history. Um, of course, he makes checks at the line. But you have to remember too, and they're going to go through this again. So this is why we should like temper expectations a little bit too. This is a great moment, and we can correlate this to the Broncos. I don't know if you guys watched the quarterback at all, like the Netflix no. series. But in the first episode, there's. Uh, and I was at this game, actually, between the Vikings and the Eagles week two. Um, and Kirk wants to make a check at the line, and he doesn't make the check. They run right into this Eagles five-man front, punt. Three, he goes to the sideline. He's like, I should have checked out of that. I should have checked out of that. And then it goes to his interview, and he's like, it was just a perfect example of, like, new system. Even though I've been in the league for 10 years or whatever mm-hmm. long Kirk's been in the league, it's like, I'm just I'm not comfortable. I wasn't comfortable enough in the knowledge of the system and running the system as I would like to be. Wow. I think we... You just sold me on watching that show. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's, I, skipped, I skipped all the way to the back because uh, so, I tweeted something out. It's got like a pretty good response to it. Um, let's see. I tweeted Mahomes saying that he believes... He was, he was asked by his dad after the Jags game. Um, and the ankle happens and everything. Like, who do you think is going to win tomorrow between the Bills and the, and the Bengals? Oh, yep. And Pat's like, I think Cincinnati's a better team, but with the offensive line issues, the Bills got a chance. I mean, I think we match up better against the Bills, but I want to play Cincinnati yeah, because of how much they've been talking. I was like, that's awesome. I was watching mm-hmm. the end just because I want to see if I was lied to by sources about Pat's ankle, and I wanted to see like what was going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. to see if it was right. <laughs> <laughs> see, I had to send some texts and be like, you were telling me that, but, yeah. no, but it, all, it added up pretty well. But anyway, that point with Kirk is so relatable to Russ if you think about it, yes, he's had some different OCs in his time in Seattle and whatnot. But when a quarterback's into a new system, you're talking about making checks at the line. Like Kirk's a really, really smart person and a really, really smart football player. It takes a little while to figure out the system you're running. Now, part of that also is the coach recognizing, yes, we need to change this, this, and this because he's not comfortable yet. Right. Yep. I think a lot of that falls on Nate last year. About still trying to run this and this and this, and Russ probably still going. I can still do this. I want to do this. Sean's gonna be like, no, we can't do that. Right. We're gonna do this and this because I can see how you're playing right now. Like right. that knowledge of that, 
I think is big. So like the checks at the line, like is a big part if a guy's not comfortable yet. And we don't know if Russ will be comfortable in the system right away. We're all just assuming Sean's a great coach, has a great system. Mm-hmm. Russ is going to pick. You know, he has to be comfortable in it. Yeah. But I think Sean's very good at figuring out what he can't do and what he can do and ease him through it. We also saw Sean McVay get Jared Goff to a Super Bowl as a young quarterback by just making the checks himself. Yeah. You know, before the time limit ran out. Kyle Shanahan's tremendous in the headset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why he talks, like, right up until when it's, like, yep. the time limit is up. Like, I, I always uh, wonder if there's, like, that moment where they're trying to say something, but then it gets cut off. You know, like, yeah. like what was the movie? I feel like we've talked about this before. Oh. Someone referenced a movie where they're like, whatever you do, no matter what, don't. And then it cuts off. It's like <laughs> You a- sound like Andy Samberg right now. It sounds like that's, like, who would be saying it. <laughs> uh, but anyways... Yeah, I mean, if if Sean Payton can just guide things himself, I think it'll help Russell Wilson be comfortable so much more. And mm-hmm. I fully believe mm-hmm. that he can do that. So that's that's number two. Okay. All right. Should we get let, let's get number three? We can move in, and then we'll mm-hmm. break, and then uh, and then we'll come back and finish it. Number three. I feel like this is this is where like Javante comes to mm-hmm. mind. Tim Patrick comes to you mind. You could say like Javante optimism. So because for, that's all we have to go by right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As optimistic as they are about Javante. Wait, before you write that, the secondary? Secondary could be really, really good. Yeah, I'm kind of sticking with like a lot of questions. I should look with like more of a certainty. Like yeah. secondary is good. We're excited to yeah. see. I mean, you could even Jerry just go Judy? as simple as Pat Sertan. Yeah. Pat Sertan. Pat Sertan. The combo or just Pat Sertan or the whole secondary? What would you guys rather do? What are you most excited about? Honestly, I think the answer is Pat Sertan. Yeah. We are watching a <laughs> first ballot Hall of Fame career unfold right before our eyes. I think we need to appreciate it more. Yeah. There is not a lot of, like, like boatloads of praise in this league from opposing players yeah. or coaches mm-hmm. on guys in their first, like, two, three years. What I hear in opposing locker rooms about Pat Sertan is like, it's unbelievable. Yep. Like, it's really unbelievable. You're like, this guy's like, how many years into the league? What? He's already like, guys think he's like, his other DBs are, have told me like, his men- mentality in football IQ is like a 12 year veteran, which is like, like, yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. The jokes are out there. You know about of his dad, where they're like, you know, in eighth grade he had perfect technique. Like, <laughs> like you know, they're joking. Like, you know, what I mean, like if you're working with his dad every day, if he's working with his dad every day, his, his technique was probably flawless by eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Like he just he has everything. And if you really, I don't want to give away any of his tricks, but if you ever sit and talk to him for like a while, and he tells you what he does during the week, you're like, and this was going into his second season. And he was like, tell me everything he does during the week. And I was like, dude, like this is ridiculous in terms of his prep. Like Jedi mind trick. Yeah, type like of stuff. it's it's unreal. Like, and he's the way he describes it, it means A, he's just not telling me what he does. Like he really understands why he's doing it and what he's getting out of it. And two, like he's making the game easier for himself. And he's telling me why he's making the game easier for himself. And he's already uber talented enough to just even make up for mistakes like that because of his physical ability. But, like, the mental approach that he has is unreal. And he just it's, turned 23 three months ago. It's nuts. It's nuts. I remember doing his pro day. 
It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was like the most perfect formed. But every scout was just like, it's perfect. Well, I literally remember right. break, breaking him down with Andre, who who's our draft guy here. And he was just like, man, my biggest knock on him is that, like, he's kind of a boring watch. Yeah. Like, and, mm -hmm. and the funny thing is he gets to the league and it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you can just put on the tape of him and it's just like, yep, he's in perfect position. The quarterback never even looks there. Mm -hmm. And on to the next play. Yeah. Because if you remember, his <clears throat> pro day and J.C. Horn's pro days were back-to-back -back days. And I, okay. I went to them both. And so it was the exact same group that was in Tuscaloosa that went to South Carolina the next day, the whole same group of scouts. So it was great for the scouts to sit there and go, these are the top two corners in the draft. Yeah. We get to see them within 24 hours of each other. And we get a chance to see like who does what, who does what. JC's definitely much more flashy. Definitely much yeah. more of like a wow off the screen factor. Mm -hmm. But when you talk to like the scouts that were at both, they're like, yeah, but it's also like just like, there's no flash because Pat never takes a wrong step. Mm -hmm. There's no like, wow, look at that ability to make that. Like, he's already there. Right. It's like you Jim know. Edmonds back in the yeah. day, always making, like, di diving catches. Because he took right? two steps forward first. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's, like, out of position, but he always found a way to make the play. Yeah. Whereas, like, Pat Sertan's just get camping under the fly ball and making the play. It was nuts. I remember Saban told me, he's like, he's one of the smartest players I've ever had. Like, I just asked him in the beginning of the week, what would you do uh, for this team on Saturday? And he'd come to my office and tell me, like, I think we should do 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 do. And he's like, he's like, not like I'm listening to Pat. He's like, Nick, the little guy, big ego. Like he's not, <laughs> not he's gonna be like, Yeah, Pat, I'm gonna do that because you told me. But he was like, nine times out of ten, I was already doing it. But Pat was right wow. like, about what he wanted to prepare. At like 19. Yeah. Just <laughs> nuts. crazy. That is truly nuts. And yeah, I mean, but seeing Champ it, Bailey to, was to, to our point, it, we want to see him go one on one against the best receivers in the league. And if that guy, mm -hmm. if if nothing happens on that side of the field, everybody might say, like, that's really boring. But like what a day. I know. Yep. And then you like, can just put out the graphic that he held Jamar Chase to one catch for three yards on five targets. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, that excites me. And we get Devontae Adams week one. Yeah. That's what we get to see. It's Tay Adams twice. Yes. I mean, well, so that's going to be great. I want to see who Devontae it. Adams is going to have to say after week one, he is there now. Terry McLaurin again. Tyreek. They had Waddle, his former teammate. Two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. It did happen. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, that's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Stephon um, Diggs. Champ Bailey wasn't a, a first-team All-Pro until his sixth year. That's pretty crazy. But, I mean, that's kind of the thing with cornerbacks, though. It just oh, yeah. takes time to get recognition. Because, mm -hmm. again, like Micah Parsons, you just go have 14 sacks. There it is. 14 sacks, right. Micah Parsons. He's Too incredible. Easy. It is interesting because Sauce has it, too, though. Sauce and, and Pat mm -hmm. have the recognition quicker than I've ever seen like a, a corner get it. Because the other thing is corners are very prideful. Oh, yeah. They got a lot of ego. They do not want to be like the kid is the best. And that shows you how talented these guys are when veterans are like, no, no, he's better. Yeah, I saw actually Nick made a clip of when we were interviewing up, uh, Pat <laughs> at the Super Bowl. And you brought uh -huh. up the Champ Bailey, Darrell Rivas, yep. Broncos, Jets. Now you've got Pat uh, and Sauce, Broncos, Jets. It's kind of a cool, like the just a new era. Yeah. Yep. New era of corners. All right. Okay. Number four. But after we tell you about <laughs> Bacchus and Shanker, uh, you know, Pat Sertan, Sauce Gardner, Champ Bailey, Darrell Rivas, Bacchus, Shanker. Wow. Just great, you know, combinations of two people. Mm -hmm. And Bacchus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've won over a billion dollars for Colorado families in personal injury lawsuits. So if you get hurt and it's not your fault, there is absolutely no other option 
but to call back and shanker and the best part is you won't pay a single penny to them until they win your case that's how confident they are they're as confident as a number one corner and they're just like yeah pay me after i win it's a beautiful wow. thing so uh, hit up our friends back and shanker if you need them okay also head over to shady rays uh i've got mine i'm actually headed up to montana in like four hours oh pretty excited about that it's gonna be a big sunglasses weekend mm. yes um you're gonna come back with one of those funny tans on your face yeah yeah it's been a couple months since i had one of those <laughs> yeah, I know. doing pretty well it's been a good <laughs> summer for me um yeah shady rays are incredible they're high quality sunglasses but they don't charge as much as the other big brands out there um despite having two hundred and fifty thousand five-star reviews uh they've got all the different kinds of sunglasses you could be looking for they got like the aviators they've got like the round ones they've got whatever you call these ones all the different sunglasses they even have don't they have like goggles like yeah. ski oh, goggles yeah, ski too goggles. Mm. yeah all sorts of stuff and if you're interested head over to shadyrays.com you, you can use the code dnvr for 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses um they also have stores uh in highlands Ranch. sturdy i know they're very sturdy i do need to screw this in just a little bit more mm. but i use like the top of a sharp knife mm. Mm. i try to stay away from those yeah that's good good plan for you yeah that's fair enough um and uh they actually never mind they didn't that was a previous sale but right now they still <laughs> have our current sale which is 50 percent off two or more pairs so go to shadyrays.com go pick out some sunglasses and uh, you'll love them all right let's move on to number four fourth reason fourth top reason to be excited about the denver broncos this season what do you guys got I, I mean, I'd probably have to say revamped offensive line. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. Just Man, if the offensive line is good, Broncos fans will be in heaven. Like, it's been forever. I know. I mean, legitimately forever. And you could even make the case that the last time it looked good was just because of Peyton Manning. <laughs> like, I don't know when the last time the Broncos had a talent-rich offensive line that actually turned out to be good. Yeah, like it, the group... Like I said earlier, the expectations for them. Now, I think we should remember, the organization has high expectations for this offensive line. They have not put a pad on yet. Mm -hmm. I think that's when we really start getting a better idea of if an offensive line is any good. I don't think right now, in shorts and (laughs) t-shirts, you go... Man, they're really mauling people up front, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. Like, you do get to look, though, and they are massive. They're huge. Like, when you just see those guys stand next to each other, it's insane. Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey. Makes me a little concerned. Oh, It's not the biggest quarterback in the world. That's oh, fair. That is true. true. Like, Gotta get him out of the pocket. I mean, better roll him out. I mean, you're right, because it's a big group. Uh-huh. It is a big group. Um, and that that is always a struggle with, with quarterbacks uh, that are on the shorter side, in all honesty. Um, but in terms of talent-wise... Like, I know they paid big dollar for Mike McGlinchey. Mm-hmm. He's not the greatest pass blocker in the world. For and sure. I think people know that. Yep. Um, I think Garrett, like, we've seen one great year mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the talent was always there. It was always like, is it all going to come together? And we saw it come together under a great offensive line coach. We'll see what I, – I, I think Zach Strick's really good. Yeah. Um, but – it took the best offensive line coach, maybe Munch and Dante Dante Scarnicchia in yeah. New England are probably two best ever, um, to get him to get to that level. I think our expectations are there. I think if they stay healthy, 
they're going to be light years better than last year anyways. Just yep. just even if these guys play okay. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I agree. It, it, for me, I just like wake up every morning and pray they stay healthy. <laughs> Is that what you do every morning? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh I I oh. first I thank God for coach Prime. Uh and then I pray they stay healthy. <laughs> And then you think of the Nuggets, or <laughs> and then I tell Allie good morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, they're in a deep, better spot too. Like, I mean, to me, what stands out also is Cam Fleming. Yes. Like, as a backup, that's a pretty good swing tackle. I didn't um, think he was. They would be able to bring him back yeah. for the money that they gave him. I thought he'd be competing, like maybe with like a rookie, like second round mm-hmm. rookie, first round rookie, competing for his spot, but. No, they got him as a backup. It's insane. Yeah, that's actually a really that's like a sneaky, really important player for the Broncos. Um, but yeah, I think the optimism on this offensive line is probably a reason to be was it optimistic. Optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> the optimism towards the offensive line is a reason to be optimistic. I like it. Uh, all right, number five. This is interesting you because go, you go five. We were we were kind of you know I made a joke before like it might just be three. Um, <laughs> but I think we got four for sure. Yep. Five. I honestly think, and I don't want to put this on the graphic cause it just won't hit, but like they gotta be healthier, right? <laughs> like that's, you're, a, just, yeah. you're just saying like, oh, like, like the ball will bounce back your way. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're like, there's no way it happens again. Can't that's be unlucky for karma. Like, you know, like the odds right. are yeah. in your favor. Like in my head, I'm just like, there's no way they can have that many devastating injuries again. I'll knock on wood. Um, but that's not going to go on the graphic. But that's every like Chargers fan, every offseason. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. no way we go through this again. And, yep. and it happens with the Chargers again. And, and I like, sit here every day and say, oh, it's definitely happening with the Chargers. What about again. ownership? Does that get you excited I, at all for that the season? That was going to be my outside of the box. Wow. It doesn't get me excited at all. I don't know if that's <laughs> what gets me excited about week one of the season. I think no. in like big picture Bronco terms, it definitely. gets me excited long term. Yeah. Okay. And I'll tell you, let's tap in. Ownership had a much larger part in Sean Payton coming to the Broncos than probably people would guess. And I think when we look back to the coaching search, like that's what we were saying, right? They're like, mm-hmm. we're like, they're here. They spent all that money. They want a guy. Mm-hmm. And they got him. But they sold themselves to Sean and other candidates. They are have in a very short period of time already proven that they will do anything to win in terms of their effort and their dollars. And I think one example of each is the field for the final game of the season yep. to put in $500,000 new turf just because the players were like, I think our field's not great, and they're completely out of the playoffs and like, all right, we'll give you a new field for the last game. Just for one game. Just for one game. Then it gets torn up. Two. That was like, in my opinion, like a... A little bit of a performative flex. Yeah, that was like a watch me invest in this pickleball team <laughs> <Yeah>. flex. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You want to see that I got stupid money? Let me invest in a sport that's just like hitting right now. Yes. That nobody cares about. Yes. Pickleball. Um, I think I just joined a pickleball I league. Think, did you? Yeah. Wow. Huh. Watch the lateral movement. Volo. Man. Shout out Volo. They're one um, of our sponsors. Oh. So the second part I said was their effort and their and what their actions have shown. The amount of work that they did this offseason uh, behind the scenes in terms of figuring out why injuries happened at such a rate to the Broncos last year. I mean, they went to 
New York and talked mm -hmm. to Dr. Sills. They went to different facilities and looked at different facilities around the league about, you know, with other teams and what they do and how they operate with their teams. Like the amount of actual, not just money they're putting into keeping players healthy, like they went and researched it to the 10th degree about why is our team doing this. And some of it was done like personally by like mm -hmm. Greg Penner. Like, let me go to New York and talk to Dr. Sills and figure out what's going on. To me, that does get me excited long term. It doesn't get me excited for wins and losses in 2023. Mm -hmm. But to me, covering the entire league and being in all of these buildings and seeing how different they are, ownership plays a part in winning culture. Yeah. Like, if you go to New England in the Brady years, and obviously they have the best coach in football and the best player in football during all that run, but like you're in the press box during a postseason game, it is incredible what the Patriots roll out. And that starts with Robert Kraft. Like, I know this is an odd connection, but like people understand, like, oh, damn, this is like the best clam chowder I've ever had, like at the <laughs> divisional round. Like, he makes sure everything is done. Mm the best it can possibly be done. Pat Bowen used to say we and want to be number one in everything. Exactly. And that was kind of what Pat Bowen and the Broncos always hung their hat on. It's like Pat would go like broke just to make sure the Broncos had everything to get that feeling. There is a vibe in certain buildings, and players have told me this, like you can tell when ownership just has that machismo to them of like, oh, we're going to do this. Yeah. And it spreads through the building. I'm not saying it gives you wins, but it gives a different vibe. Yep. And that could be a long-term thing mm -hmm. to be excited about. That was a decent, like, throw-in, honestly. That was a good pitch. That was, that was a good pitch. You know? That was great. Another so, one, what about Jerry Judy? Okay, so hold on. Hank, he, uh, James nominates the ownership. That was my big picture. That was great. Exactly. Yeah. That was great. Do you want to nominate, like, Jaquan McMillan or one of your end-of-the-roster guys oh, that you love? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to ruin the graphic. Okay, okay. I know how people respond to those sorts of things. Um, By the ben way, DiNucci. Patrick By the, way, the punt returner. Mm -hmm. Jaquan Willen was originally my guy. I just want that to that be... That is uh, true. Was it just based on the name? Tony no. was my okay. guy. No, it my goes guy. all the way back to last... If you can uh, tell um, the movie that's from. Last oh training God. camp when oh, we all had to pick uh, an undrafted right. guy to make the roster, and I picked him. Which he I was, was wrong, but he did end up making it later. He's awesome. He's really good. Um, I, th I think Jerry and Javante would be the two that I'm torn between. Just picking a guy that... Because I, I wake up and say, wow, it'd be exciting to see Jerry Judy go play football. Like I, I think there's a chance he just goes for 1,200 yards this year. Ooh. I get excited about that. Yeah, Same see thing that, with Javante. I get excited about that. That's where I'm at. Um, and I'm excited for Jerry Judy to be working with a new wide receivers coach. Not that Zach Azani isn't good at his job. Um, I just wonder if he needed a clean slate with a with a receivers coach possibly because Zach was I mean he was kept repeatedly so yep. apparently he was doing something no right. no he yeah. was absolutely yeah but I, you're saying, though. I I almost wonder if a new wide receiver you know how when a player becomes a free agent every team in the league thinks like oh we can get the most out of him mm -hmm. I think that that might be Arrogance. how how mm -hmm. they're looking at Jerry <laughs> Judy now it's like he's it's essentially like he went to a new team and they're like look how talented this guy is and I think Sean Payton could help unlock a the Jerry Judy that we thought the Broncos were drafting at number 15. So okay. I'm very excited about that. And to me, like I always just talk about fun players to watch. He's way up there mm -hmm. when it comes to fun players to oh, watch when he's time. in his bag. Yeah. Nobody ran better routes without receiving the football 
last year in the NFL than Jerry Judy. Yeah. I mean, highlight real route running yep. without a ball to be seen uh, in the NFL. <laughs> it's brutal. Led the league in separation per yard, uh, per route run. But let me yeah. ask you this and play devil's advocate. That's what you're going to get from this chair. I love that. Then why would they want to trade him? <clears throat> That's a good question. I, I wonder what they really wanted for him. A lot. Exactly. And, I th- I, it's, and that means that they do value him. Like, they weren't willing to take... I'm sure somebody offered a second-round pick for him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, somebody must have. And if, if you're not willing to take that, that shows that you like him. Or a one. Or a one. So there you go. Okay. So there is... They do think he's worth something, for sure. True. Um, I think that maturity has been a question um, around him, and I wonder if that's something that, like... At this stage in his career, they're just wondering if he's not going to take that step forward in the in the maturity category. Um, but man, just get him the ball, <laughs> like yeah, you know, just just get him the ball ten times a game and see what happens for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I was thinking like, I like that you said like maturity thing because to me that 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 kind of like triggered a, a, a league-wide issue, which is nobody allows anybody to develop anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong with it, a couple, if it taking him a few years to become a, a dominant NFL receiver? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Guys like Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen, like, ruined it for everybody. Right. Like, you mm-hmm. can't... It's hard to be great out or of the Justin gate. Justin Jefferson. Or Justin Jefferson. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard to be great right out of the gate. Um, not everybody's the same. Yeah. Like, there could be... an a, a, a litany of reasons why in like year three jerry puts it together you like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he really finally figures everything out the way he he is he, and is he was molded. incredibly young when he was drafted very young yes very young i just i'm nervous because this is just a personal thing every time he catches the ball i'm like yeah, this is an injury an yes. injury is happening right now it just looks like it's, it's gonna happen exactly yes. um, Those skinny legs oh, so yeah. long but it's you know who was i having this conversation with Steve Smith. I was having this conversation with Steve Smith. This is just a name drop the podcast. Opposite, <laughs> yeah. The opposite of a guy who you think is going to get hurt every time he gets yeah, the ball. He's going to hurt someone <laughs> yes. every time he gets the ball. And we were talking about, and they're both out of Bama, like Jerry Judy and Devontae Smith. I don't know if anybody is thinner than Devontae Smith in the NFL. Yeah. And I saw my fair share of Eagles games this past year. It doesn't look like he's going to get hurt on every play. And I asked Steve, I was like, why? Why yeah. do I think Jerry Judy's going to get hurt? And I don't think... Devontae's going to get hurt. And Steve kind of said essentially like, well, Devontae plays more like like he's put together than he actually is. Yeah. And I was like, ah, it makes sense. Kind of a toughness. Like, he carries to himself game. like a like a little bit differently than Jerry plays. They're both really thin. Um and that's why I was thinking it, but I, I don't know if anybody else think thinks that Definitely. with Jerry like yeah. but then I also am like, wow, that was like I don't know how somebody's leg does that because he went this way and the DB went that way, and then he was going this way. So maybe it plays to his favor as well. I was going to say, it's also like he moves so unorthodox. Yeah. Um, that it just looks odd. He wa- His feet are like really out yeah. when yeah. he walks like this. But I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins' feet are like this. I mean, he's really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really good. He might I still want him straight, I guess. Yeah, he might be in the division soon. All right. So I guess yeah. we got to uh, we gotta settle this. Ownership or Jerry Judy? I just Javante is back too. I Javante is like I'm so I'm I'm just too concerned about okay. him. Okay. 
But we might look back week four and he's, you know, averaging like 80 yards a game. And we're like, wow, I can't believe we didn't put him on the graphic. Yep. Or we'll, we'll forget we did I this. I mean, I, if you're going to, you're debating <laughs> we'll definitely those we two <laughs> between Javante or Jerry, what's this offense based off of? Running the ball. Yeah. How many running backs do you have? How many receivers do you have? The room's deep, man. It is. Javante could have an okay year and yeah. you still got like, I think Cortland's moving better than I've seen him move in all Ooh. honesty. Um, I also Tim, just considered the wide receiver room as an option. Yeah. It's exciting. There's so many. But I think Javante's return looks dope on the graphic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a good reason. <laughs> talked about I two like other it. things. We'll throw Javante's return well, on Well, we there. talked about Javante <laughs> a lot on this. Yeah, you we know, did. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just think the... Uh, I don't know. That's a reason to be excited. That's like a reason, I guess, to be excited, even though we're like not sure if it's happening. Uh, this is why it's at five. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I was hesitant. But same- I like that you're doing this because you're as optimistic as uh, apparently the Broncos are about Javante's return. Because I think- you're being reason to be excited. He's already he's already ready to go week one of training camp. He's already ready to go week one, apparently, according to our list. Not to me, but to everyone else. <laughs> like Eventually, I have to start listening when they just keep telling me over and over and over again that he's going to play. Well, it's crazy. You show up for that first practice of, of the spring. And there they is. start, and he's out there cutting without a brace on his knee. Yeah. It's like, what is happening here? And then he goes and puts the brace on and goes off to the side field. But you see it, and how can you not get excited? There's you, like a part of me that's like, oh, they when they went in to do the surgery, they were like, oh, not as bad as we thought. Yeah. Like, I, I that's the only thing I can think of as to how he's already ready. Yeah. Or there's somebody like, it was like a Patrick Mahomes thing. It was like, oh, he heals better than everybody. He's right. double jointed. His ligaments flex differently. There's like a else. Harry Potter <laughs> healing yeah. spell put on him or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what uh, Greg Penner found. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. That's he actually he's got the money for it. He's searching. <laughs> he's everywhere. Could use Doctor Jones with him. <laughs> Some sort of serum. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I think those those are five legitimate reasons to be excited. Yep. Now, if Javon, you know, Javante's a a toss up in terms of just that is that being a reason to be excited. But because I'm thinking of this in this season's terms, so I think you made a great case for the ownership. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's Greg long. That's, Penner, a, big, that's yeah. a big picture thing. Yeah. It just doesn't get me excited about like how the the product on the field this season. Actually, you're right. Do you know what everything I I sold the ownership on? Do you know what that makes me feel? It makes me feel comfortable about the Broncos moving forward. Yes. In years of yeah. like turmoil with an ownership group that was like you know the, we had the. You know, Joe Ellis running things, who actually, yeah. with everything that was going on, did a great job. But anyway, mm-hmm. we had no idea what was happening. Yeah. Maybe at least that just gives you comfort, yeah, not excitement. Joe Ellis, you know, uh, just seems so tired. <laughs> he was just like, I mean, the I man's exhausted. Want, I don't want he just to wants to retire anymore. to Maine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the house exactly. is built. He just wants to get there. And the, I think this group is like so energized. They're like, we're mm-hmm. gonna win a Super Bowl. Yeah. An, I, there, uh, an honorable. Can I throw an honorable mention out yep. there? Uh. Just like competent game management. Yeah, that is exciting. Uh, like Sean is just a veteran of the sideline. Like we were talking about the onside's mm-hmm. kick and just like knowing every nuance that goes on within a game and in a really experienced staff. I mean, remember last year we had a lot of guys doing what they were doing for the very first time. Yep. And so now it's like a pretty experienced group. So I think the flow of a game, honestly, and a couple of, strategic decisions made by Sean Payton and his group. How many one-score games were there last year? Seven. Seven? Yeah. Wow. In unison. Seven. <laughs> Seven. 
honestly, with this coaching staff and experience, that that like just from their decision making, that could have been four. Yeah, it's very true. Very true. You know what I mean? Three, just three wins. Well, and there's yep. always like some team that makes the playoffs that there's like a graphic about how they lost all these games by one score last year, and now they won them all this year. Oh my God, I. I had that sent to me the other day. It's an insane <laughs> amount. Well, let me uh, see if I can find it. You guys can talk while I find yeah. it. All right. Maybe next week we need to rank the top five reasons we're excited about Sean Payton. That That's actually yeah. a, a real thing. Game management. Um, play calling. Top five reasons you're excited about FOCO. Go. Oh, um, I needed a new uh, pair of Broncos shoes. Okay, there's one. Yep. Uh, also, they have Broncos Christmas ornaments. Two. So... Uh, Got to stock up ahead of time. Yep. The Broncos uh, sun hats are good. Oh, Broncos Hawaiian shirts. I Bronx, guess I'm, I'm that's going three. to Canada. So that's kind of different. Hawaiian shirt in Canada could be a funny bit. Mm. It could be. It could be. You guys do bits? Oh, it's cool. So many Big bits, bits guys. Wow. Oh, you didn't say Bitsman. Bitsman, yeah. It's well, that's really, a bit in itself. That is a bit in itself. <laughs> it's, a bron- it's a bit show with Broncos talk in it it's for true. the most part. Wow. Oh, they, they have those Nuggets uh, championship bobbleheads. Four. Everybody's holding the trophy. Um, oh, Terrell Davis bobblehead. Terrell Davis bobblehead we, five. We Great top have that five. Here. Great top five. Um, shout out to our friends over at Foco for all of the memorabilia you need um, and anything you can think of. If you want a Broncos logo on it, they have it. Anything. Um, so use the code DNVR for ten percent off from our friends over at Foco. Did you find your graphic? I found. I didn't find a graphic. I found the stats. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna read them. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is compliments. Of the NFL Network's research department. Uh, shout top out to them. Of the, top okay. of the line. They My really guys. are. They're incredible. I have no idea what I'm talking about on television. I just say what they say. Um, <laughs> all right. Since 1970, that's the year of the merger, at least one team has improved its win total from the previous season by at least four wins every year except the strike certain season of 1982. Okay. Five teams increased their win total from 2021 to 2022 by at least four. Wow. Since... 2018, 16 teams improved their win total by at least five from the previous season. Whoa. Whoa. That's a lot. That is. This is why you should listen as a Broncos fan. Eight of the 16 had a new head coach, including three of the five in 2022. And eight of the 16 had either a new starting quarterback or new starting quarterback coming off of injury. That's not the Broncos. No. But the Broncos are part of that group that change of head coach – Massive change in wins. To me, the comp, honestly, because it couldn't have gone worse in these two places the year before, is Jacksonville. Mm. Like, things could not have gone worse uh-huh. with Urban Meyer and company. That's true. And Dougie P strolls on in after sitting out a year. Ooh. The parallels. With Ooh. a Super Bowl ring. With a Super Bowl ring. Previous Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, Offensive coach. guy. Offensive guy. Uh-huh. Takes his quarterback. Everybody was like second-guessing Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Under Urban Meyer. What is this guy doing? I thought this was the net greatest prospect we've seen since Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Now there's people like hedging their bets, saying like Trevor Lawrence will be in the MVP race, second year of Dougie P system. That's a good bet. We should throw that down on Bet Three Six Five. I'm not. I'll talk betting. That's fine. Okay. Not a bad. Not, not a bad bet at all. <laughs> James, leave the set really quick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Earmuffs. Um, that is a good comp, and that is exciting for the Broncos. And I wonder, you can send this uh, to the research department. Let's do it. How many of those teams? had um more than five single one score game losses the year before that's a great point mm-hmm. you know like that i have a great feeling point. it would be a lot 
But look at these teams last year. I mean, from 21 to 22, Jags 3-14 uh, and 14 to 9-8. and eight. Lions 3-13-1 and one to 9-8. and eight. Giants 4-13 to 9-7-1. and one. Eagles 9-8 to 14-3. and three. Vikings 9-8 to 13-4. and four. Those are all um, the, the biggest improvements. Plus 6, plus 6, plus 5, plus 5, plus 5. Huge. Okay. Uh, do we have any Super Chats? Yeah, yeah. No Super Chats. Wow. Which means mm. we're done here. Okay. Our work is done. And look at that. 102 thumbs up. Oh, he's coming back. Wow. coming back. He's coming back. I'm baby. coming back. We Ooh. just made it. Whew. Super excited uh, to have you on the show throughout the season for all of your <laughs> great insights and um, future bits. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm a big bit guy. <laughs> oh, good. Can't wait. Can't Let's wait. Do it. All right. Thanks again, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow.